We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. Well, 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 welcome to a weekend edition of Talking Buffalo podcast. You're waking up here on a Saturday morning and you're seeing this podcast in your newsfeed or your YouTube notification wondering what the hell is uh talking Buffalo doing having a Saturday show. Well, in case you didn't notice, hopefully you did. We were supposed to uh start our Imperial Live series. Um I was gonna have Tyler Dunn on Thursday night and long story short, Buffalo Mother Nature did not want to cooperate. The weather sucked. Ice storms, shitty roads all over so Tyler could not get to uh Imperial Pizza. And then to make matters worse, I said, all right, man, well, I'll still have an episode for Friday. It just won't be live taped uh, from Imperial on Thursday night with Tyler. So I went to the bullpen and, and I got my man Joe from Queens to do a tape of show with me on Thursday for Friday. But again, the power kept going out, man. The weather was a son of a bitch in Buffalo. At least it was in West Seneca anyway with the power. It was out every 15 minutes, man. We were supposed to tape what, Joey? Like two o'clock. Then it was going to be like three. Then I said, yeah, maybe we'll I, do I, something at night. It just kept going out, man. It was just brutal. Yeah. Usually I'm the still. emergency. I'm the emergency quarterback who ended up like having to wait. Like we kept <laughs> postponing like the Bills, like having to move the game to Detroit. And that's how it felt like with me and him. I got to say a quick. I love like with your photos when you put you just show Ty on the video feed Ty's photo and I don't even know where that photo is from like it's what is that he looks like he's like like I'm he's, not he's, even he's, sure he's, where I got that he's one he's like yeah it looks like he's just like homeless I don't know I can't not I can't really tell <laughs> you you find this day in the life photos of all your people like you don't ever use like the media <laughs> photos or something like that it's like no. people in the middle of nowhere like I feel like one day like I don't want you to go into my my pictures of like when I was in my 20s because I'll be like passed out on a curb somewhere and then you'll show that photo of here's Joe from Queens passed out like and you know but the it's interesting I, I like your little your your how you pick pictures Tyler's they're, they're a handsome feel, dude man yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a good looking I, I, bald guy I'll give him that much um <laughs> he is and it, I'm disappointed that it sucked I was looking forward to getting this series started again every Thursday night around 7 30 or so I'm going to be doing a show live from Imperial Pizza, 
Tyler's going to be on in two weeks. So now we're starting the series next week. I'm going to have Houston Texans defensive end, Damone Harris, of course, Damone from Buffalo, New York, went to Bishop Tymon High School, uh, UB College. But anyway, he's going to be on. And then the following week, I'll have Tyler and uh, we'll go from there. But like I said, it's good to have Joe on. It is a, I wanted to have a pod. I hate not having a show at the end of the week. So if we couldn't do one on Friday, wanted to make sure I have yeah, one on I'll, Saturday. Your, because- your whole crew's gone. Aaron Quinn's in Hawaii, probably looking to expand his cover one staff to the 75th member. They have to go to a different state across the water to find <laughs> someone. Uh, and weird. I don't know where Yurden is, but uh, yes, you, you call me. I, I'm not happy about this call up because I Yurt? said in the last podcast, I am a special attraction. That was a week ago. Now the specialty is wearing off a little bit because you have me on again, which well, I don't like being on twice in two, uh, in, in week, like 10 days. That's People fair. can't handle me that much, you know, and I will, only like- I will be talking with Joe Yurden plenty on, on Tuesday's show, which we do every week because um, the Sabres are playing really well. And I know you wanted to at least hit on that. This is, um, so we're taping this late Friday night. People are listening or, or watching this on, uh, hopefully sometime Saturday morning anyway, but another Sabres win, man, three, one over Florida back to back road victories against Tampa and Florida after looking really shitty at home Tuesday night against Toronto. And bam, I mean, look, we're not going to get in any deep dive hockey talk right now on this show today. I'll do that with Joe on, on Tuesday, but, uh, Pretty good shit, bro. This this team is they're fun to watch, man. This is this is really cool right now. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, they've they've been kind of bipolar this year a little bit, where you know, like every time you like they go on a run, then all of a sudden they kind of lose two in a row, three in a row, and you're like, oh, like what's yeah, going they play on? At home. They can't win at home. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with them at home. Maybe I, I don't know what's up, but they looked good in fl- the, the the last two nights with Florida. I mean. You know, Tampa Bay is no joke. They scored, I mean, they scored nine goals in two nights, which is insane to me. And they got like, what, like five 20 goal scorers. Uh, but they, they've looked good. I, you know, I think, I, you know, I was kind of hearing, I think I was listening to the radio the other day and they were talking about like, do you feel like this Sabre season has been a success? And obviously, look, there's some, there's some time left. Like, you know, there could be an epic collapse. But if there isn't an epic collapse, I would have to say, yeah. You know, they, they did a, I mean, and, and, you know, sometimes it's luck when you like, and not, not luck, but like when you have like so low expectations and you completely eviscerate the roster and the staff, which they pretty much did after they fired Ralph, Ralph Kruger, Kruger, they got rid of everyone, you know, on this roster, Eichel was gone, Reinhardt, everyone. And this is, you know, this is year two of a massive rebuild. And I think they've done pretty well for themselves for where we are. They're entertaining. They're young. They're scoring a ton of goals. You know, I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, yeah, that stinks, obviously. But um, I, I I would say this is a successful year where I think year three is where, okay, you go in and then that's when you have to make the playoffs. But they've they've got a really nice roster and they they have a lot of fun. I know it sounds cliche to say like, oh, they kind of remind me of 0506, but they do like a young team where these guys grew up in the minor leagues and, you know, they're young and then they're, they're all coming into their own. You know, it's like the Chris Baker freaking like what he always talks about with prospects and wanting all these kids to be like groomed and grow in the system. And they've, they've done a great job with that. And, um, you know, props to them. Cause I, I didn't believe in them at all. I thought, I thought Kevin Adams was a janitor going to get hired to be Terry Pagula's lap, lap dog, but you know, he's done a good job. Granado's done a good job with their system. They're fun. They're they're definitely. I don't think you know. Right now, as we speak, they are. They're in the wild card, and I I, I think you don't want to play them in the playoffs. You don't want to play a team 
that scores a bunch of goals. Their goaltending is still an issue. It's bipolar as well. Like Craig Anderson looked great against Florida, but then you have those, you know, other moments where they're giving up tons of goals and their defense is kind of lapsing. But you don't want to play them in the playoffs. We got like five guys who could score 20 goals on your roster. I don't care if they get beat seven to nothing, three straight games in the playoffs. Just getting to the playoffs would be great. Yeah, man. Going back to sure. September, the expectation, if you would have told me we're going into March now, you know, if you would have told me the Sabres are playing meaningful games, I would have taken it. Let alone, again, as people are, are waking up and watching or listening to this, the Sabres are technically right now in the wild card. Craig Anderson, 51 saves on Friday night. Dude, it feels like he hasn't played in six months. It's just the only thing that's annoying about this team right now is they just don't play well at home. They're unbelievable on the road. They're like the fourth worst team in the NHL at home. And I agree with you about, you know, the 05-06 team because the thing about the Sabres is they're fun to watch because in part, they're like top loaded with some superstar caliber players. Tage Thompson is a superstar in his league at this point. Rasmus Dahlin is a superstar in his league. They're among the best players in the NHL at their positions. And then you got guys like Tuck and Skinner who are very, very good players and Cousins is on the come up. Again, we could go on for, uh, you know, we go on for days right now talking about the Sabres. Um, they're fun to watch. And it, it's just, yeah. I, I, I'm I curious. I, I, I am curious though, the whole thing about why they're bad at home. I, I, don't I think it's because maybe they're young, younger and they, and they feel more pressure at home. No, they, they, they really yeah, want, I don't know. They want to, they want to entertain the crowd. They want to win for the crowd to the point that maybe that becomes, uh, you know, a little bit of a distraction and they lose their focus on the ice. It just seems like they're a lot more relaxed on the road and the numbers certainly indicate it. But yeah, to your point, man, I think the season, no matter how it plays out at this point, is already a success next year. I, I would expect the Sabres to be in a playoff race and, you know, potentially be in a playoff spot and anything less than that might be a disappointment come next year. But right now I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying this shit, man. I really am. You know, before we talk some bills, because, all right, so we talked, you talked about being an attraction and shit, and we already talked about Tremaine Edmonds. So I'm, I already know your opinion on him as a player. It's not that you don't like him as a player. It's that you think the money should be spent on offense. We'll get to that in a second, because I kind of got a, a variation of, of something I want to talk about Edmonds. But before that, you're a, uh, I, I like having you on in part, because of, you know, you really locked in on the media, sports media, good and bad, you know, and you're not one to mint your words with opinions on them. Sometimes I agree with your take. Sometimes I vehemently disagree, but whatever. Your opinions are your opinions, mine are mine. I respect how you feel about these things. This is not even really an opinion. This is news. Two major newspapers around this area anyway, um, over this past week, the Buffalo News, we learned that they're going to be, they're sending their printing out now to Cleveland every day. Now, I don't know the details with the Buffalo News specifically as of right now in terms of for sports, what like deadlines are with covering games. I know it's going to be a lot earlier. And then the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, which is now sending their newspaper to get printed in New Jersey and other states. And Sal Mariano, who, of course, is a longtime uh, Buffalo Bills beat reporter for the Rochester Democratic Chronicle, tweeted about this earlier this week. He, he said that going forward, because this starts in April now, that his game coverage, you know, the, the Bills play at one, even when they play the earliest game, one o'clock on Sunday, the deadline for the print publication is 3 p.m. 
So when the Bills play at 1 o'clock uh, on Sunday afternoon and you wake up on Monday morning, if you live in, the, in an area where you get the Rochester newspaper, you're not going to be reading about the Bills game. Not in the newsprint anyway, not the print um, edition because it'll be past deadline. So no more game day Bills coverage in a Rochester newspaper. I don't know quite if it's the same. It probably is close considering that they're going to Cleveland to uh, get the printing down to Buffalo News, but I don't want to speak for that for sure. But my point is this, Joe. I hate to say it, but print at least print journalism. I don't want to say newspaper journalism as a whole because it's all going digital. Now, print journalism is that life support, man. This shit is getting ugly. And it's frustrating. And as somebody who's a middle-aged person like myself, and I'm sure people significantly older than me who have always actually enjoyed reading the newspaper, I like the feel of it in my hands. And it's just becoming less and less important to the point where, oh, man, is it going to become extinct soon? What the hell is going on? This is terrible. Well, I think it's something, there's a kind of a, a collection of reasons for why the news is going through this. I think first you have to go through the, their, their parent company, Lee, Lee Enterprises, uh, it definitely seems like, you know, when Warren Buffett sold them, he seemed to be a good owner. Like, he really talked a lot about, like, oh, he wants to wants to carry on the, the newspaper industry, even though it's been, like, bleeding money for years. The physical paper, for the most part. Mm-hmm. They, get this new, they get this new place, and I think I saw the investigative post had a piece where from like five years ago, like the staff at the news has been dwindled down from 100, like 20 people to 60. And they're like, and then they're, they're moving their location. It just seems like it's a bust out, like in a way, like it's like, I remember, you know, if you think of one episode in Sopranos, (laughs) when Tony took over that sports, that sports store and he started like selling off assets because the guy had a gambling get that. And they just started just selling things off. So, because the guy owed them money, that's kind of what yeah. it feels like right now. Like they're just trying to sell off assets galore. In terms of the, the physical paper, it's been this way. For, like a lot of newspapers are going through it. I don't know anyone who gets the actual physical paper aside from like barbershops and, you know, older my, and my older father. <laughs> yeah. My father the old pe- yeah. Older people seem to still sure. get it. And I think it's to the point to where I don't even know. Like I think they're losing 200 jobs, it said in the, in the Buffalo News thing from because of this. And I'm just. I thought to myself, like, my God, that's a lot of jobs for an obsolete way of getting news, you know, for the most part. And part of me is like, you should just probably reinvest that, put it into a bigger newsroom since you're cutting people off. But I think it's it's right now the whole like I, I, I always say, like, it, it would be better if like in a way like the Buffalo News stopped existing and they started over again, because I, I feel like they're kind of caught between trying to be a regular newspaper like the physical newspaper or being a, a sub you know digital subscription and they, they can't get it out of their own way a little bit with this and a lot of the issues with digital and we've you and i have talked about this offline is like you don't it's harder to make money off of that if you you know when it comes to advertising like i clicked on an article the other day and like literally there's this giant pop-up comes up of like bases loaded and it like was the most annoying video. It just blasted you in the face while you're trying to read. It's like, and I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this video. It's like the hell with this. I'm gonna click it off. I don't want this video. You know, it's just, and that's that's the problem with digital like digital sales, digital ads. When you're watching anything on your phone or YouTube, you're always just waiting for the stupid thing to end. It's like a, a hindrance. This is how we've we've been trained to to look at that. And I don't think Google, you know, Google ads, you don't make much money off of it. And I think if I had an a, an advertising business and I had a budget. 
I would rather prefer that go into TV or radio. I'm not going to put it on a digital like this because people just get annoyed by it. You were right, by the way. 160, approximately 160 positions in eight different unions associated with the printing and distribution of the Buffalo News and other products printed the press building on Scott Street, which, by the way, downtown, that's where it is. They moved to Larkinville. So that's getting shut down. That's done. And like mm-hmm. I said, they're going to yeah, they're going to sell the building. They're going to sell that building. Yeah, they'll sell the yeah. building, and that's it. Like I, like I said, it's a bust out. It's just, they're just stripping the damn company down. But you know, I think with with how they make money, it's like it's it's very it's really. I think they have to concentrate on subscriptions, and they've been a lot they've been a lot harder. Like before, I used to always remember I could read as many the articles I wanted without having the pay bug come up. But it says like, yeah. hey, you've reached your limit. Now it's like you do one article a month, it comes up right away. Like they're not messing around anymore. Yeah, it does for me. Like, you know, and and you know, there's ways you can kind of get around it. I'm not gonna hint to I'll tell you off, offline if you want to, but like there's <laughs> you don't gotta tell me. Um I, I yeah, but I, it, but I am the, one of those subscribers. Yeah, but either way, it's just kind of um I don't know where they how they can make money because they're because this isn't like this place. It's worse here, I think, because of Lee Enterprises and then it is any, anywhere else. But it's bad at a lot of places. And I think until they figure out how to do it, I've always had this idea. Like, you know, f- first off, you know, my opinion is they should have different tiers of digital subscriptions. There are people who just want to read the newspaper because they want to read the sports section. I should have like a, 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 a la carte, like, hey, I want to go read the sports segment and I'll give you five bucks a month or whatever the heck that is. I'm, I don't care about local news. I don't care about the Bills Mafia, Elvis, or any of that crap. I care, you know, I watch it for like sports, like the actual field stuff, and maybe an occasional, like maybe there's a big story going on. I, I you know, like the top shooter or something like that you want to kind of read up on, maybe. But like, that's basically what I like want to read. They should give you that option. Even give you an article like, hey, pay 50 cents and you can read this article. I, I don't know. Like, but to pay everything in lump sum, I think is kind of like, why am I doing this? I could get this some of this stuff elsewhere. And I also think, you know, they um the difference with radio and TV, I feel like, especially with radio, a lot of the hosts, the way the radio stations pay their employees is through advertisers. Like they have those hosts have deals with local businesses. That's why when you listen to a radio show, you know, or the break, you know, it's Jeremy white, you know, pimping out this, this brewery or whatever the heck, like it's a deal he made with them primarily. And I feel like the news should do that a little bit more often. Like they always tweet about foods and their stupid golf game. Like why can't like Jay Scursi who tweets all the time about golf, have like a sponsorship deal with top golf and like tweet about that or something like that. I think it gets a more organic, a little bit better than like the ads on the side, you know, in terms of that. That's just my advice. If, if, if they brought me in, I'd be like, hey, why don't we try to do this to make money off instead of this this archaic way of here's some digital ads, like a, a giant video pops up that no one's going to read, you know, it's it, or watch. You know, it's as I said, I think they're they're, they're in a tough spot because I don't think they know their identity like the Bills offense, you know. Well, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm not going to try to pretend that I know what they make or what their business model is or, or any of that stuff. I'm just talking like from a content standpoint, um, you know, for mainly right now, I guess it's, it's mainly not mainly, it's almost entirely older people that are going to get the short end of the stick who still like to read the paper. You know, there's not, obviously this is a, a, you know, more younger people are reading, especially online and stuff. And, and 
probably most people who still read the newspaper are old, man. And I, and I do think of people like my dad. And I know like my dad is in the minority, you know, somebody who's 60, 70, 80 years old. And, uh, you know, they don't jump on the computer to, to read the Buffalo news every day. And, uh, they depend on the newspaper and it's just becoming more and more relevant. And now again, like I said, if you live in Rochester and my dad who does not, he's not very computer savvy and you know, he's not going to read about the game now until Tuesday if he lives in the Rochester area anyway. So content wise, it suffers. And I'll tell well, let me tell you this. If I was a young person coming out of college right now, or, you know, like next, the next hot sports writer, you know, who's really built up a following and done well for myself. I don't think that I'd want to go work in a newspaper. If I was a young person yeah, starting out in not. this business, no. I would go, I would find, you know what? More and more. Um, and I look forward to, by the way, next Thursday, I really look forward to having a conversation with Tyler about this because Tyler is somebody who I think of is uh, the present and certainly the future of sports media. And that's somebody who works hard, is talented, makes a name for themselves. And at some point bets on themselves and they don't work for any outlet and they start their own sub stack or some, you know, there'll be other variations of that. People pay three, four, five, eight bucks a month to subscribe to the work that they do. And they're pretty much their own boss and their own, they're like Tyler, for an example, would go along. He's literally his own football media outlet. Joe Yurden right now is doing it on Substack as well with hockey. And he's doing obviously not as good as Tyler, but you know, Joe's off to a reasonably pretty good start, quite frankly, doing this. I see more and more people doing that. Right now with the Buffalo News, you know, you take away the newspaper, which, again, is just becoming, quite honestly, irrelevant. And you look at the sports staff, they're on the same, they're on the same par right now as the athletic. You know, it used to be, well, if you don't want to read online, the Buffalo News, you can read the newspaper. But if you can't read the newspaper, now they're competing literally with the athletic. And not just those places, um, some alternative places. There's some really good Bills and Sabres blogs out there. And basically, whether you want to look at it this way or not, if the Buffalo News is not going to have a newspaper, they're a blog. What, what's different about the Buffalo News now? They're doing it online. You know, a Rochester Democrat. You got to read your stories online now if you want to, you know, be, if you want them dated. So, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's a tough time. Just in the I newspaper think, business, not just Buffalo. I, I shouldn't just you know, and, and you said this too. It's not just Buffalo. I mean, it's it's everywhere. I mean, think, think about think about Sports Illustrated. Like what that what like, that used to be an empire. Now it's it's terrible. Like the, half the content is garbage. I don't even think they have a magazine anymore. But I think you're right with like the Substacks being like the future. Because look, to do a website, sure. I, I don't I don't think it's it costs like tie a lot of money to put into his business. You know, aside from logos, like he's got a computer, the internet. He's got a phone. It's all he's got to really do. And he's, well, he's you know, but right, I, you know what right, I mean? You're not, not wrong. I don't want to cut yeah. you off. I'm sorry. You're, you're not wrong, but in Tyler's case, and, and maybe he's a bad person to use an example because Tyler reinvests a lot of the money that he made some subscribers. Like he goes on the road a lot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So he spends yes. money. He's on the road a lot. Whereas a lot of other people like my sub stack, my shit would just be, if I was charging, you know, and had a big base, I'd be sitting at home doing all my writing. Sure. Tyler, it's the road a lot. But yeah, generally, no, you're I, right. I don't anything generally I'm right. Yeah. And, and then like with the newspaper, if like 160 people need to print to, to they need that for to do a printing press. So the economics to me, it's like, like, yeah, I want to trash Lee Enterprise being terrible. And like, I do feel bad for like your dad or whoever 
but like it's, that's not a wise investment. Like why? Like you, you're gonna have a hundred paying 160 people to, to do a to do an, to do the print. That's just when you know it's it's, it's a tough thing. And um, you know it's it, I would not want my I definitely would not want my kid to you know me to do any like the written word in terms of getting paid to do a lot of these websites this content. They're just you know they're paying shit. And a lot of people, it's just like it's getting like these newspapers are just kind of bleeding money. And like the only thing that I feel like it's saving them is like their union. But like what happens when the paper is done? Like the union, what are they going to do? Like be a union substack? It's just um, I feel bad for them, you know, in, in a way. And I think that's probably part of the reason why some of them are very moody, uh, like because their their industry is kind of a little bit crumbling, you know, in terms of like what's happening to them. And it's you know, for the I traditionalists. Wish- it, it's most tough for probably it's probably most tough for people at the Buffalo News who have been there for a long time. The traditionalist people, the people who are our age or older, who've been there for a long time, the younger guys, and not even the sports department, just about other departments too. They're they're younger. They they adjust easier. That they're not used to this way of life as some of these guys and women have been for the, for decades now. But you know, long story short, like I said, Buffalo News, Rochester Democratic Chronicle, the one advantage they had, the one advantage of Buffalo News or Rochester had over say the Athletic or. Uh, you know, New York up or other outlets right now that publish bills and Sabres content and stuff like that is that they had a newspaper, you know, you don't see it online. Well, you can read in the newspaper, but that's gone. So now it's like literally an even playing field pretty much with all these outlets. So they're going to have to find ways to reinvent themselves to, to be better, to be uh, more personable, to be more engaging with fans, because now you ain't got no choice anymore. Because if you're not going to have a, a newspaper, a sports newspaper, at least one that's relevant anyway, I'm talking about the print side, not the digital side. You better damn well be good on the digital side. Because now you got lots of options right now. You can't hold that newspaper over you. I don't, what newspaper? I got a newspaper to read. Not if I want to yeah. read about the Bills game Monday morning. And I think if I'm correct, the Sunday paper, I think, has like a lot of coupons in it. And that's why a lot of people get it, like because of that. So if that's gone... Or going the way side, like coupons, you know. I, I love know the newspaper, they're... man. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I have, I have not read a newspaper in a while. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I still read the newspaper. I read it every week or every day. I don't, but I used to, and I like the newspaper. Like I said, my, my and I keep going back to my dad because he's probably the only person I know who actually reads a newspaper on an everyday basis. But what? I don't even know. I go to a town and picking up the paper. What a is lot. the cost of a newspaper? Like probably a, one, a bu- probably a buck now, at least. Probably at least. Should look it up, and buck. I can stall. I think it's more than that. I don't even know. It's it's a. I don't know. I don't care they, enough. Yeah, they they're in trouble. Oh, no, they're, they're where to go? Trouble. Yeah, they're in trouble. So stale. So real quick, and then I want to move on because I, I, I do definitely want to talk to Tremaine Evans, and maybe some people don't care about this, but I do, and, and I know you, you do too. Um, I think it's important, man. And uh, Sal mentioned something on Twitter. Because somebody said well, they'll still enjoy the, their digital content. Talking about the Rochester newspaper. And Sal said, yes, Bob. Uh, those were the good old days. And sadly, they're now gone. I just hope people understand the reduced staff is trying to do its best. That while print is essentially dead. See, there, there's a longtime veteran journalist saying that newspaper yeah. print is essentially dead, man. Uh, we still have a strong digital footprint. Well, again, you better. I hope they do. You know, I'm not rooting against. Sale. I'm not rooting against Jay or anyone from the Buffalo News or the hockey side. I'm not rooting against them. I'm just saying the the, the print side's dead. So you better find yeah. ways digitally to uh to step it up. Just you have to now. Yeah. Man. 
It's 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 it's. I don't want to say I told you so, like to people like Sal, but I I'm old enough to remember when like ten years ago, like if you were to tell those guys, like you guys are sure. going, your guys are, they would have blocked you and they, no, we're not. And now it's and I hate to say that it just kind of was, you know, a little bit of what's happening, unfortunately. And um, I think if they could do it again, like if they could take a time machine, I I would bet that they would have gone not free because they the. the they didn't. They should have went free right or not free. They should have went digital to subscription right away when, like, in 2010. We'll just say, you know, and they and they can get people used to doing this because once you get the once the toothpaste is out, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, it's hard to get it back in. Like people are used to reading it for free, and then it's like, okay, now you got to pay. But then it's like that weird, like you get ten articles a month, and now it's like down to two, you know. And I think at that point, it's they probably wish they could have gone back to that and been like, let's just make this digital right away. But instead, you know, you, they waited too long and, you know, more yeah. outlets came out. And I think it's all, cause like, you know, even like I said, it's, it's, you know, I don't know, you know, I think about the athletic and like how, when they started in Buffalo, they had six writers. Now it's down to three. And I, I don't know why that's the case. They have, I think they have good ownership. I mean, the New York times owns them and, you know, and that's the, the, person who owns New York Times is the guy who owns Amazon, Bethos, where the fuck his name is. You know, it's not like they have a bad, you know, and they've cut down here, you know, in the in Buffalo. So I don't know why they did that. Maybe they kind of overdid it to start off with a startup. And then they realized, hey, we don't really need that many people to do this. You know, I think I think know. that might be what it is, because, you know, I, I do read The Athletic pretty much daily and uh, their coverage is, is fine. Matthew Fairburn switched to hockey and he's he's been on the road a lot. Which John John Vogel, when he was with the Athletic, that wasn't the case. I think that was more John was you know ready to to move on you know from from oh, that well. role anyway. He still with the Athletic, but anyway, Matthew is Matthew's been on the road a lot. The Athletic's been on the beat. They've been covering it regularly, um, and obviously the Buffalo News always has as well. I don't know, Joe. You know, I, I just I feel like more and more and more again the Buffalo News is on the same level playing field now just like the Rochester newspaper is 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 everybody else and this is a world where I think you're going to see more Tyler Duns I think you're going to see more people who are doing what Joe Yurden is doing and by the way it's not even just like Substack and you know you'd say digital and it's not necessarily even just print articles it's also content it's also podcasts it's also video vidcast stuff you're going to see more and more people like some people have podcasts, not really in the Buffalo market, but you're, I think you'll start to see it where uh, Patreon, you know what I mean? Where, where people support your YouTube sure. channel and they pay five bucks a month and you give them shows exclusively for subscribers. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of incentives. I just think you're going to see more and more younger, talented journalists in the future go that route instead of joining the Buffalo news or, or even the athletic, quite frankly, and stuff like that. They're going to start to see more and more people venture out and, and bet on themselves and, and build up their following. Yeah, I mean, anyone could do that and, and just bet on yourself. Everyone can do that. I think the issue though, is how much money can you make? That's the issue. Cause look, anyone, you know, and I'm talking like having a, a, an honest living, like you can buy a house, you know, you know, you and I both know that like, there's a lot of us that if we did, you know, the perfect person, the perfect way to do this is if this is like a side hustle, like you, this is a side hustle for you, you know, but if you were like, Hey, I want to do this for my career, my life, like good I'd, luck. I'd be poor. Like, <laughs> I'd be poor. Yeah, so be dead. I think everyone would. I think even the good people, like even like cover one or like, 
Chad, like they 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 couldn't pay, make their car payments in like living in a house. I don't think off of their stuff. You Very know, few that at this point, but I think that's, 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 that's my, the issue. But I think that's going to change. I, I really do. And not not everybody, but I think a bigger. I I'll tell you this: I'm not going to get into his financials. I don't know his financials, but I promise you, Tyler is doing better having go long than he would be if he stayed at the Bleacher Report or sure. if he went back to the Buffalo News or, or you know something like that. I agree, though. It's hard to make a living just. But I'm I'm just saying, through. yeah. It, but the problem is, like, people like Ty can like get like get make money, but you're always going to have someone else that will do it cheaper and that will do it for fun. That's the problem here. Like, it's not unionized where hey, you sure. gotta start working here. Like, you need to make this amount of salary. Like, I did Buffalo Wins for freaking seven six years. I didn't make shit, but I would have done it. I kept doing it because I like to do it, and like that's. In the hindsight, and like I'm not saying like I was a great writer or whatever, but like doing that hurt other writers because if I'm doing it for fucking pennies on the dollar, then they, they, then everyone's like, well, he's doing it for nothing. I, I could right. I, I could find another guy, and that's where it kind of that's that's kind of where it's at. It's right. It's, like I, I, want, said, I, I, I agree. Look, I want to put a bow on this and, and then get to a break because I do want to talk a little bit of football. But I will say this too: I hope whether it's Rochester paper or the Buffalo news, I, I hope whatever it is that they got to do to be successful on the digital side that they're able to do that. And I've only talked about this, you know, we've only been talking about the sports side. I'm a newspaper guy. I like to read about my hometown. I want to read local news stories. You know, I want to want to read entertainment stuff, lifestyle stuff. So hopefully whatever it is that they got to do to Bill's to, Elvis to stuff. And, yeah. You want to read all that. I got you. <laughs> you got whatever they got to do to, to survive and, and thrive digitally. I hope they find a way because, that's what they're going to have to do because the newspaper print side pretty much is, is as Sal said himself, is pretty much uh, dead. Let's take a quick break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sports fans who like to wager, which is pretty much everyone these days, I'm here to tell you about Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. If you're looking for a one-stop space on these interwebs to compare odds live up to the minute, look no further than Odds Trader. Why is Odds Trader so valuable to you? Well, for starters, it's the perfect place to compare betting odds and lines from all the major sports books. Why does it matter? Well, it matters because if you're liking a team, you want to throw down some cash on them. You're getting your choice of what's getting you the best odds, the best lines. It's a chance to find the highest payouts if you're betting the underdogs or profiting the most if you're going to go with the favorites. Odds Trader also allows you to compare 
all the different sign-up codes and promos from the sports books to get the best deal out there for you. If that's not enough, the OddsTrader app gives you the player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, which could be a huge thing to know in certain situations. OddsTrader also has a bet tracker so that you can keep records of all your games that you have wagers on and all your betting activity. Simply put, OddsTrader gives you quite literally everything you need to make the most informed bets humanly possible. If you're into betting on sports games, any sport, by the way, make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, we are back here on a Saturday. Thank you uh, for, for, for watching and for listening. Appreciate you all very much. Um, all right, so I know, by the way, Joe's off Twitter right now. He's doing his annual Lent. Um, giving I gave up, up alcohol, too. I gave up I, alcohol. That, well, that's just stupid. I know. I know. Well, I don't care know. about Jesus that much. Not enough to give up alcohol and Twitter. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. But uh, I mean, I've you. been getting, I've been getting a hefty, unfortunately. Um, you know, I, we've talked about this. Like you and I are battling chins. Um, and, and basically like, you know, when you work at home as much as I do, I'm always in my sweatpants. Like, look, I'm in a shitty t-shirt right now, a Buffalo brave shirt. I probably worn this for two straight days. I forgot. But like when you go out, you, you get your nice clothes on and then you're like, hmm, this feels kind of sh- smug. I remember last year at this time, this wasn't smug. And I definitely had a little of those moments uh, about, a, I think, Valentine's Day because we had that week. We had a lot of things going on and I was putting on button downs. And I was like, hmm, if I eat a big steak tonight, that button's going to be flying and hitting the waiter, I think, while I'm eating. Uh, but yeah, that's um it's uh it's 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 so I, I gave up alcohol because i was like hey maybe that will help because i do enjoy, enjoy the cocktail and an ipa that has a lot of calories in it well in your social media twitter anyway absence i put up a poll earlier this week and last week we had a jermaine edmonds discussion and joe kind of you made it pretty clear you know it's not that you have a problem with him as a player but you just feel like the bills need to spend their resources on offense 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 weapons weapons weapons. So what I did is I put up a poll because to me, this has been an absolutely um, polarizing topic. One of the most divided bills related topics, quite frankly, that, that I can remember in a long time. So I put this up. I'm telling you, man, it's been a long time since I've seen something this close. Here was the question. Again, if if you're listening, you don't see the graphic Um, like it or not. This is what I said, like it or not, Tremaine Edmonds, is getting one of the biggest contracts in free agency soon. Do you want the Buffalo Bills to be the one providing it? Um, I put up a poll, 992 people voted. I think that's a reasonably large sample size. You know, almost 1,000. I think that's a, a pretty good representative. Anyway, here's how close this was, folks. 49.8% of fans say yes, they would like to see the Bills be the one to provide it. say no. So almost a thousand votes. And Joe, you're talking less than one half of 1% difference in this poll. That is how divided this fan base is right now. Again, based on roughly a thousand people who uh, took place or participated in this poll, man. A case of a very good player 
who's hitting the market at the perfect time for him. You know, it's the right time. It's the right place. He's got 100% of the leverage because if the bills don't pay him big money, absolutely someone is going to. Are you surprised that a poll like that would be that close? I mean, again, you're talking one less than one half of 1% on 1,000. You want to, man, polarizing topic, dude. Just blows my mind how close that was. Yeah, I mean, you just said it, polarizing. When you have someone that's polarizing, it usually means you're going to have like a debate or a 50-50. Um, it's not surprising to me like at all. I expected like 55-45, though. I did not expect 50.2 yeah. to 49.8, you it, know? It's interesting because I'm curious what salary he's going to get. Because I do feel, look, we've talked about this before. There's people who like think Tremaine's the best. There's people who think he's overrated. There's someone down the middle. Like there's very sure. like all over the place. And I think, I don't know how much he's going to get in the open market. Like I, I, do, do, I don't know if, if spot. I got a good idea. Sort of, like it's going to be over a hundred way million. off. It's going to be like, it's, is it going to be, you think it's going to be over a hundred million? I don't know if it's going to be a hundred million. It might, you know, how Von Miller got six for one twenty, even though it's not six for one twenty. Yeah, sure. Three for like 60. I think he might get a hundred million dollar contract. If you look at it, if somebody gives him a contract that way. Um, yeah, I do spot track. I think they had his market value at $11 million. And I'm going to, I promise you that I promise you this. He's going to get a lot more money than $11 million. I, I promise yeah. you that 17 to yeah. 19 is what most people that I've talked to or that I follow who pretty much are, are, are familiar with the cap, you know, or pretty smart with the cap. Generally speaking, they're projecting anywhere low end 16 high end 20 million a year. Yeah. And again, we don't know, like, because as you said, like, it, they could be a hundred million dollar contract, and maybe it's three of the years are real, and the rest is fake. You know, like, you know, in terms of that. So I, 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 I do feel like there's going to be those who on like twi- who are going to be shocked when they see the number. You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel there is a contingent of people who don't follow the league as well as they should, sure. who don't know like the escalate like every year. I mean, look, every year I can tell you right now the people. If Tremaine Evans signed somewhere else, I can guarantee you Bill's Twitter, 80% of them, and I, I'm going to, yes, I'm going to be a hypocrite and, and do my whole, like, straw man thing, but 80% of them will be like, oh, no, that team overpaid, like, good riddance, like, Agreed. too much money. And then when they, but if he stays here for the same money, hell of a deal, man. Good deal, Agreed. buddy. Like, that's just, that's just how it always, that's how it's always been with the Bills and Sabres. Like, you can set your clock to that. If we put a poll up, and I agree with you. I think you are 100% right. If it's March 15th and Tremaine Edmonds signs with the New York Giants. By the way, I'm going to throw this out there. Giants, Patriots, two teams to watch out for if Tremaine doesn't stay with Buffalo. But, nah, it could happen. No, I think, happen. I think Steelers. I mean, he wants. To, right. his brother plays there. I, I know it does. It's all about the brotherly love right now, maybe. Yeah, well, go ahead. You know, it's all about having some money to be able to pay the man. But anyway, let, let, let me say this. If we put up a poll on March 15th, and Tremaine Edmonds signed with, let's, uh, I'll even throw the Steelers out there. He signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers, whatever. You know it's going to be for a lot of money, so we don't need to put in a specific number. You put up a poll. Are you glad that Tremaine Edmonds didn't get, the Bills didn't give him that money? Eighty, I agree with you. 80% of fans are going to be like, yep, I'm glad he didn't get that money in Buffalo. If he gets that exact same money with the Buffalo Bills and you put up a poll on March 15th, are you glad that the Bills paid this much money, I bet you it would be 50-50, maybe even 60-40 saying, yes, the Bills did the right thing. 
that's fans being fans. You know what I'm saying? If he stays with us, us, I hate saying us. If he stays with Buffalo, it's a great deal. He was worth it. You got to do it. If he goes somewhere else, thank God. I do not want to have to pay that much money. He ain't worth all that. I agree that, but that's just fans being fans to be fair. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And well, I, yeah. And it also depends like who you are. Like I, I've, I've, there's been years, so many times I remember when Sully used to be pissed off about like when like he would be like, Oh, Tyrod Taylor is worth nine. You know, he's a $90 million quarterback. He's not worth it. It's like, dude, he's not getting $90 million. You fucking moron. And I, yeah. I bet you there will be people who will, assume that even in the media content world unfortunately not, not a few maybe they've gotten smarter over the years but you'll always have some of those idiots who will I see could, that um i, could see I will say five this years. five to six say, years yeah he's gonna get a big deal like it's not it's gonna be way more than matt milano got i'll tell you that much uh just inflation and just i think he's you know he's a, a younger player and i just coming in i i feel like even having that first round pedigree where you're like oh like He's a first rounder. He's he's got more upside than like a later rounder. But I'll say this: like going back to like, yes, I probably wouldn't resign him if you tell me that they can resign him. And let's just say, hypothetically speaking, they got rid of Micah Hyde. I, I'm just throwing that out there, and they're like, hey, we're gonna get rid of him because we don't know his neck injury or whatever the case may be. He's in the, he's like 33 almost. Then I would I could and then but then we're gonna go and get offense as well at some point. I would be okay with it. Like if you cut someone, a high price defensive player, you know, that makes decent money and you, you're like, Hey, get out of here. Unfortunately that we have to pay this guy. I could get on board with that, but because they have so many high price defensive players on that team right now that are off their rookie deals. That's why I'm just like, I, I got to say no for now. You know, I want to, in a minute, I'm going to pull up a graphic um, salary cap stuff. I'll get in that in a second. Real quick here with Tremaine. So, a couple notes I jotted down. You're, you're looking to keep the guy. The best cases to keep him is he's far better in the eyes of, and I know this for a fact, he's far better in the eyes of coaches and players than he is fans in some media. He's not as easy, re, easily replaceable as some people think. It's not like trying to replace the right guard on this team. It's significantly harder to place, replace a guy who does a lot of the stuff in pass covers that he does. He's only 25 years old. He's entering the prime of his career. The Bills, and this is an important thing, and I know some people might roll their eyes at this. This shit matters. When you're building a team for the long haul, the Bills traded up to draft him. They developed him. He became a, a Pro Bowl-level player, which he did make a Pro Bowl, but, you know, let's not talk about, we, knew, we know what the Pro Bowl is. Point being is he became a really good player. Those are the kind of core players that you want to lock up. You want to keep and build your team around guys that you draft, develop, that become good, that live up to your expectations. You want to keep them. And I think it also sends the right message to the locker room that, hey, they draft us, they develop us, I'm a good player, we're going to keep you. Those are the reasons to keep him. The reasons to, to let him go, I mean, pretty much there's two. The biggest one is, as good as a player as he is, I mean, someone is going to do something stupid and outlandish. That's what I predict. I, I mean, somebody's going to pay him 17, 18, 19 million a year. And I just think you get to a number where Brandon Bean says, man, I hate losing this guy, but I ain't trying to pay this guy this much money, man. And then the other thing is, look, I have kind of turned the corner on Tremaine Edmonds as a player. I couldn't stand him. I think he's a good player. I think he's an underrated player. If you look at the stuff that he does, that doesn't show up on a box score. 
But that said, he is good. Is he great? Eh. Is he elite? No. And is he a big time? Like, is he a splash player? I don't think so. Like, Matt Milano seems to always find the football at the biggest time. You know, make a big sack, an interception, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, something. You don't really see Tremaine doing a lot of that. Now, Tremaine was better this year, aggressive, physical, way more than his previous years. But anyway, without getting into a, is he a good player or not, we know he is. My, I'm just trying to tell you that I think those are the reasons to, to let him leave. It's not like we'd be losing Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what about and what about the offense? Like, don't you want him to leave? Like, wouldn't you let him want to leave? Like, the same reason I have is like, you, know, you go over like he's like the the him as a player and then the development, but like you can't, you just can't pay these many people on defense this much money. You just can't. It's today's NFL. You just can't. That's why I'm well, like, hey, if they want to, if they want to, if they if they wanted to get rid of another guy, like an older lad, like I said, like Hyde, I just think of him. I, I don't know why, but like if they wanted to, yeah, fine, makes sense. Like he's 33 and Tremaine is is 25. Like you got to get a little, like you pick you nine out of ten got, times you pick the young guy, you know, to do that. Um, I want to I want to pull up something because well well because this speaks directly to your point and it's a great segue. You're saying the Bills are going to pay Tremaine. We need to get rid of somebody on the defense who's making too much money or good money, I should say. Yeah, I want to pull like, up. If you're watching this, I'm going to pull up a graphic. If you're listening, which most people are obviously listening to this podcast, uh, I'll kind of explain it to you. So Cover One did a um, cap extravaganza. Greg Thompson's been doing this for a couple of years now. I'm not going to get into... Go go watch the show. Go to the Cover One YouTube channel. Watch the show. They broke down these players, and they know the details. They know the contract structures, and they will elaborate. They don't just say, you know, do this with this guy, whatever. They explain it really well. I'm not going to do it on this show. Go back and watch that if you want to know the how. But anyway, they wanted to create salary cap room because the Bills, as of right now, when we're taping this, the Bills are $16.5 over the salary cap. I'm going to run through names and just tell you the cap space was created and how. And again, I'm not going to get into the details for each player. This is what they came up with. Josh Allen, base salary restructure. Cap space saved is $21.5 million. Vaughn Miller, roster bonus conversion, 10.8. Deion Dawkins, base salary restructure, 6.4. Trey White, base salary restructure, 5.8. Mitch Morse, they concluded don't do anything with him. Ed Oliver, we're going to talk about this in a second. Trade for a second and a fifth round pick, 10.8 million cap saved. Naheem Hines, cut, 4.8 million saved. Isaiah McKenzie, cut, 2.2 million saved. Daquan Jones signs a two year extension, 2.8 million saved. Tim Settle takes a pay cut or, you know, some kind of restructure and they save 2.0 million. That's how you go from 16.5 million over the cap to 50 million under the cap. Now, I'll say when I look at this list, Joe, realistically speaking, it's, it's tough to trade Ed Oliver. To get somebody, forget about the draft compensation, but for the record, they said to give up a set or get a second and a fifth for him. I think a team who is going to give up a second and a fifth and give him $10.8 million, <laughs> it's a big ask. You would have to want to really sign him to a long-term deal if you're that team trading for him. I just don't see that. But let's just pretend it's a fifth-round pick, whatever. You want to create that room. But even if you take that Oliver out of this, that's how you can go from 16.5 over to 40 million under, let's just say. Those are all very realistic 
um, things that you're looking at here on the screen. There's nothing on this screen that's not realistic. You are a guy who tells me time and time and time and time again on this podcast that the salary cap is a myth. And this is what teams do. They continuously kick the cans down the road. There's a lot of can kicking here because you got four yeah, big time it- players, you know, restructuring their deal. And that's how, that's what you got to do to kick the can down the road. Point being, let's say they want to resign Tremaine Joe and they want to give him 19 million a year. I don't, I think that's fucking nuts, but whatever. They're, that first year cap, and you know how it works with five, six year deals. That first year salary cap number is only going to be seven, eight million dollars, you know? So the, hypothetically, the Bills could still resign Tremaine and still have plenty of money to do something on offense. Look at that. What are your thoughts when you see that? Uh, it's, I, they did a really good job in saying how they can, they can save money. I mean, it's something that I've, like you just said, I, that, that they've, uh, that, the, that I've always said, like you can do this and I'm fine with doing this. I, I always look at two examples of teams like the saints with breeze and Peyton and like the Patriots with Brady where they did this every year and they did it for like a good 13, 14 years before it caught up yep. to them. And I think the only time it fucks you is if you fire a coach and a GM and you bring in a new guy and they come in and they hate everyone and they're like, cut this guy, cut that guy. I need my own guys. That's when you get in the salary cap jail is when you want an overhaul. So with that being said, that's yeah. Keep doing this. You know, the L Oliver thing is, I think he's kind of getting a little bit of a raw deal. And I, it's weird to me because I thought he played pretty well this year, but then when Von Miller went out his play and I think the defense's play went down and he seems to be the guy getting a lot of shit. And I feel like he's becoming, he's becoming the Tremaine Edmonds of like the next year, possibly where, you know, he gets some shit and he gets a lot of like, Oh, he's not as bad. He's good. Like leave him alone. And I guess I'm kind of in the leave it alone thing. Like, look, I, I get that. Like why you would trade him. Like, Hey, free up salary, get more assets. I would prefer to trade out Oliver for like an offensive player that like is in the league and go like, Hey, this guy's like, you know, something like a creative deal. Like you get a guy that helps you right away. But I'm kind of amazed that on when before I left Bill's Twitter, it, it really felt like a lot of people, smart people who usually like, like the cover one people, I mean, they're not that smart, but most, well, some of them are, but like they, they kind of were on him a little bit. Like, yeah, like trade him a little bit, which I kind of was shocked at to be honest. Cause I thought he was one of those, un, those untouchable guys that you, you kind of stuck up for him a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> But like I'm la- I, I kind of I'm, I'm laughing. Go ahead. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because this is really different. You and I, this dynamic, usually it's me who is higher on a player, and you're the one who's like, I ain't really all that good. Now it's you who's saying, you know, I think Ed Oliver's pretty good, and I'm the one who's like, I don't think he is that good. Well, I don't know. I you know what it is? It's just I, look, if you looked at your tweets from this season up until Von Miller got killed. Uh, I should say killed, but you know, got hurt. He had a really good season. We there were games he blew up the, the offensive line. There were, he, he has, and then like, can, sure, and then and then he 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 was sluggish down the stretch. And I feel like there's in a way he's getting a lot of the blame for what happened to the defense against the Bengals, and even a little bit like of of different of different points of views. And that to me is like I get it. I like I'm not. It. Yeah, you know what? He yeah, I guess he deserves some of it. I don't think he deserves all of it. I'm just saying, like, well, it, it turned it turned on him pretty quickly, is what I'm saying. I thought I thought he had a really like part of the reason when Von Miller got hurt, I said this and I tweeted it. I said, Hey, 
maybe this won't be as bad because I think Rousseau and Oliver and these guys have gotten better this year. Because up until that point, I thought the defensive line played pretty well, and I was wrong because it was basically Vaughn was helping everyone out, et cetera. And I think that's what hurt at Oliver's, you know, his uh, – Is that a hot take alarm going off in New York City right now? Yeah, sorry. I was about to mute myself to let you take out. Yeah, we got – we we lived down the street from – It's a hot alarm. It's a hot alarm. But I don't want it to to sound like – maybe I'm I'm talking out of like – I don't want it to be like I'm an Ed Oliver stan, you know, in terms of like, oh, he's the greatest of all time. I'm just saying like – I thought I thought he had a really bad last month of the season, but like I think everything when you think about how like think about Gabe Davis and like how last year after that Chiefs game it was like this guy's the greatest fucking wide receiver Mike Evans 2.0 blah 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 it's the exact reverse of Ed Oliver in that Bengals game where all of a sudden he's like this guy is not very good right now. Well, and I can like, tell you this, if, if Joe, if you went on my Twitter. I promise you I was criticizing that Oliver before the Cincinnati game. I can promise you that much. Sure. As I said, but he that whole game was bad, and that kind of, I think, really just kind of buried him a little bit. Whereas, as I said, I, th- I thought he had a good season up until Von Miller got hurt. And I thought I he was agree. progressing. I guarantee you, I'll, if, I was on, if I didn't give up Twitter. He had a decent season. I, I, was, I would say he had – look – what was the problem with Jerry Sullivan? Not Jerry Sullivan. What was the problem with Jerry Hughes when he was in Buffalo? Everyone was talking about win pass rush, win rates, and this and that. At Jerry Hughes had two sacks with the Bills before he went to Houston. And this year he had like nine sacks. I'm not saying sacks mean all that much. Dude, Ed sure. Oliver had two and a half sacks this season. This whole season. Well, well he is a defensive he's a ninth tackle, overall though. Pick. He's a de- defensive so, tackle, though. That's so, harder, that's so harder to get Villa. sacks than the edge rusher. Yeah, I bet you I can name 20 defensive tackles that have more sacks in him right now off the top of my head. Easily. I'm telling you, I, he's the ninth pick of the draft. All right? Not what you, that's not his fault. And look, I'm not saying that Oliver's no bum. He's a good defensive tackle, but it's decision time. They exercised a fifth-year option on this guy. He is guaranteed $10.8 million right now, this season. And then they got to make a decision. Is he worth long-term big money and for me it's an easy decision as of right now no he's at jordan phillips on the rare occasions he's not hurt jordan phillips is 85 to 90 percent of the player that at oliver is at probably less than half the cost two and a half sacks and well, by the well, way the, prob- the problem he, with, he, with phillips he disappearing is hurt. He's huh well, phillips, sure. yeah, well jordan phillips sure. yeah he's and he kind of does get injured here and there um, look, I, I'm not saying like I would extend him. Like I, I definitely wouldn't. Well, you can't. I'm just saying not, not by your logic because you want to invest all this money in offense, so you ain't paying. Well, you're gonna pay it, Oliver. Yeah. Well, I just told you. Well, I'm not. I, I. Well, that's the thing. I feel like I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I really think people have turned on Oliver more quicker than I thought it was gonna happen. Because you I, know thought why, people, I thought I thought people were on his. Yeah, but that's that's why that's why I brought up the Gabe Davis point. Whereas one playoff game for Gabe Davis made it to where he's the next Mike Evans by Pat Moran over here. And then I one bad him, game for Ed Oliver. It's like, fuck Ed Oliver. Get him out of here. Like, and this is kind of like. bad games. He was garbage against Miami, too. He had a sack the worst sure. game. The most gift, he had a gift sack. No, he was literally untouched. Ed Oliver disappeared in the playoffs. Now, is he the only he one did. who disappeared? Is he the only one? No, he's not the only one who disappeared in the playoffs. Lots of guys did. But again, you are being elder. You got to hold some guys to a higher standard, man. He's a top 10 pick, and he's going to pay big money. I'll say this. This is kind of a controversial take. I'm going to cut you off. If Ed Oliver, 
if Ed Oliver, let's just say they kept, I think Ed Oliver. Go ahead. I, I just, ask you, I, you I know what? I'll, let me I'll ask you this. It. I'll, I'll forget it. I'll forget it. Go if ahead. I don't ask go you ahead. It's your show. I'm just here. I'm the emergency quarterback. I hand it off. You are. Play. Go ahead. If you could go back in time one year ago and they exercise Ed Oliver's fifth year option to guarantee him $10.8 million, if you had the ability to go back a year in time and not give him that, and then you took that 10.8 that he's guaranteed right now and said, I want to pay Jordan Poyer for the next two years. Eleven to twelve million dollars. Would you do that? I don't think I would. I would. Oh, a couple things. Shit. Yeah. Because okay. Well, dude. First off, at Oliver, I thought it was pretty good last year. Second, you do the fifth year option because he's an asset you can trade. So they could trade him this off season. That's why you sure. do the fifth year option. That's why I would do it. Jordan Poyer. I like Jordan Poyer, but Jordan Poyer is thirty one. He's banged 32. up. Like thirty two. Man, it's just, this is look. These guys are in the twilight of their careers, unfortunately. And I'm not saying like. At this juncture, you have to kind of look at it like shit. Like you kind of might have to like let them go before they they let go of themselves. Yeah, um, I, but my whole thing is this: here's what. Look, you want me? I'm gonna get to my point. Like then you ask that question. If you ask me, what I would I rather invest money wise on the defense? It's the defensive line. I would rather invest money assets there than put I'm it gonna in linebackers. But uh, yeah, put, uh, then linebackers or secondary. When they do that, when they do that, you're gonna go nuts. What? When they? Well, no, because well, look, if they <laughs> if they let Tremaine go and L. Oliver comes in and has a great year next year, then I'm gonna look like a fucking star over here because, in my opinion, I think it all starts up with a defensive defensive line because the rules are not in favor for cornerbacks. They call holding down the field. You just gotta chuck the ball upfield, and they the cornerbacks just don't have as much like leeway. As like I think defensive linemen do. Defensive linemen, I think, can kind of affect the the game more because they can get to the the pass rusher. Now the, the quarterback. Now look, there are instances. Hey, if you get rid of the ball in one and a half seconds, it doesn't matter how good your pass rush is. You know, and then maybe you want bigger cornerbacks. You know, it's chicken or the egg. But I prefer having a dom- a, a defensive line. Like if you have to invest something into the Bills' de- defense, I would prefer the defensive line than anywhere else. Like that's just how I would. You know, you do have to spend some money on the stupid defense or assets. I would like, I I still want my offensive doom, but if you tell me, all right, hey, you got to pick a couple of players to to pay them, I'm paying defensive linemen, you know, to be honest with you. I'm going back to my question, and I still would pick Jordan Poyer for two reasons. Number one, I want to win a Super Bowl this year, and I don't care if Jordan Poyer, what he's going to, how old he's going to be in a year or two. I care about this season. I think Jordan Poyer is a significantly more impactful player. When healthy, then Ed Oliver, who, by the way, also can't stay healthy, and he missed three games himself last year and was uh, playing injured. Like I said, you're, I'm telling you, if you went, I want and, someone who's listening to this podcast right now to look up Pat's tweets about Ed Oliver in November. I am telling you, he's kissing his ass in November and show it to him. I can't do it because he, of he Jesus. has good stretches. You, he makes. I'm telling I'm you, a, I never said he's a bum. He has good games. He's just not okay. Consistent. Well, you're burying him pretty much. I mean, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling said. you that I don't. I'm not interested in paying him. That's the other reason why I take Jordan Boyer because after this year, Ed Oliver, this is his fifth year. He's good. If he's if he's great, are you going to give Ed Oliver not even because I don't think I think he is who he is. Are you going to give Ed Oliver? In 2024 and beyond the next big contract? No, I'd rather pay Tremaine Edmonds now. Let well, he, he has one more years. year to audition, though. This for his contract. I think you're, I think, yeah, he has, like, I think you're nuts with Poyer. Poyer, I think he's going to hit a wall. He's played, to, he's played in this league a while. He's getting hurt all the time, dude. 
I love him. He's a great, he's a great player, but I think like, I'm not giving him 11, $12 million. Like I'm not like I, cause I'm, I'm scared that he is going to hit a wall. If he was 29, 28. Sure. Definitely. I feel bad that they didn't really pay him a ridiculous salary. He should have gotten paid. Yeah, so give him more. two years now. I'm not talking about. A You're not going to give him two years now. Two You're years. not going to give him a twelve, twenty-four million dollars in two years. Forget, that's, that's forget Jordan. Take Jordan out of the equation. Right, My point fine. is this: if if you're going to pay Jermaine Edmonds, you can. You, I'm telling you right now. I promise you, you're not going to pay Ed Oliver as well. They might let them both go because of money. But if you had to pay Jermaine, well, it depends. Now or, it depends because if you had to pay Jermaine right now or Ed Oliver big next year, and you only got the budget to pay one of these two guys a big contract long term. I 10 times out of 10 and paying Jermaine Edmonds this year and letting Ed Oliver walk after next season. If it was this year, yes. But if it is I'm having year. another, I know, but I'm saying I have another year where I can like do the but same you know. thing with Ed Oliver. Yes, you but do. You know. He's, no, you don't. Cause he's you got to make that Jermaine's a free agent in a, in a couple of weeks. You got to make that decision. Okay, now. I, you, you can only I, pay. I see you what you're saying. Well, one. look, you could, I, first off two things. One, we'd have to see what cap space they have in 2024 or whatever that is for us to figure that out. Another thing, I think Michael Hyde's going to be done after he's got one year left, I believe, on his contract. I think he's going to be gone. That's a guy who plays a lot, and that's what you have to think about the cap. People leave who are veterans, older, and I, I think he'll probably be gone. I think Mitch Morris will probably be gone, I, like after in twenty twenty four, because it's just like they're older. I just feel that way. That's where you have to understand, like the money will be more free then than it is now. If that makes sense, I don't. Know. I think you might be going through some like alcohol detox or some shit because i think you're being a you a you dick. are really invent the money and, i'm not pro and oliver i'm just no i'm just i am but i'm <laughs> shut up i'm saying if i had to pick i'm just saying like it's hard for me to pick right now because you're telling me no look I, I i still want my offensive doom okay I you still can't want have it. A, you can't you can't have it all you can't so you can't pay uh, it even if that even if that's good you gotta let him go i just man. think you you're shitting on ed oliver oh i think you're you're shitting on ed oliver a lot that's all I'm saying I, is like I Ed Oliver went am. from a guy everyone liked in November to now he he is like let's You're get right. him out of here. I, I, I think Joe Marino, because- Joe Marino had a podcast uh, um locked on Bills last offseason, brought ten people on and had us rank the ten most important players on the Bills. I was the only one I had Ed Oliver ranked number two, right behind Josh Allen. Like this guy yeah. to become a franchise two face. I Two-faced. just think he is what he is. I think he's yeah. above average defensive tackle, not a guy that you pay $15 million for multiple I'm years. going to say this, Pat. I'm going to say this real quick. It takes a while for defensive linemen to mature. You're a historian. Like, uh, yeah, but I, I still does. It still takes a little bit like longer than any other position. Marcel Darius, it took him three, four years. Mario Williams took a while. Jerry Hughes, it could take a couple years. It just, you know, Kyle Williams didn't become Kyle Williams until like his fourth year in the league. I know he's already in the fourth league of Ed Oliver. I am just, I am just saying that I think it takes a little bit longer, and I know I'm kind of talking in circles about it because you're trying to pin me down to like Ed <laughs> Oliver more than I am, and I don't appreciate that. I'm, All I'm, I'm saying to, is, I think I'm, he's, I'm I think he's gotten, I think he's gotten disrespected a little more than I thought he should have got disrespected. That's he all. He had a career high. He had a career low. Two and a half sacks this year. Five, three, four, and two and a half. Those have been his. Well, sack you got to look at quarterback pressures. If I years. if I could go on my phone, if the stupid thing, I could look on Stathead and like look at last how many year. If I did has. that, if I if I tried to sing quarterback pressures and win rate to you last year with Jerry Hughes, you'd be like he had fucking two sacks the whole year. No, I wouldn't because I love Jerry Hughes. Bullshit. You don't. You're 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 projecting wrong right now. I love Jerry before, Hughes forever. But before I, we he had go, pressures and he was the man. 
Go before ahead. we go, we got to, we have about five minutes left before we go. Cause if I don't bring it up, I know you're going to Stefan Diggs has been, he's, it's been a story. Is it created more media driven fan driven? I don't, well, I, I, I have a good idea anyway, but anyway, my point is this. Stefan's not happy and we've seen it and he's tweeted it and we've watched his interviews on radio roll during Super Bowl week. He's not happy the way the season ended and the way he was used uh, down the stretch and specifically in, in the playoffs. It has led to some speculation on God only knows from where that um, Stefan might get traded again, before I get your take on this, I want to be really clear. I can't be any more clear than this. I will, I will almost said I'll end this podcast if Stefan Diggs gets traded. I'm not going to go that Oh, far. come on. Here's, trade him so we can be free. Go ahead. Yeah, here's go what ahead. I can tell you. Math. Let me just drop math on you. If Stefan said, fucking Brandon Bean trade me, I'm never going to play for this team again. I will retire. And the Bills were to trade him wherever. $34.2 million dead cap immediately. All those moves that the Bills made that I showed you from uh, cover one on their salary cap thing to get under 50-some, 36 million of that dead cap would instantly be gone because that's what it would cost to trade Stefan Diggs this year. Now, do we need to have a discussion about Stefan Diggs getting traded? I sure hope not. Do you have thoughts on him maybe being unhappy? Those are valid. What, what do you got to say? Yeah, I think the va- the unhappiness is what's the story here more so than he's getting traded. We know he's not. Okay, he just said it. okay, that's fair. Um, I I think uh, there's a few things. It's it's, it's inter- interesting to me. Like, I, look, I don't give a shit. Like, he got angry at the silence. I've seen worse outbursts by Hall of Fame players to their quarterback. Sure. That was hardly any. That was just him Especially putting receivers. his hands up. It was bullshit. It was it was nothing. There's a few things that I'll point out to you. One. I do think he does eventually want to play with his brother and like his brother has been putting out like social media posts of like digs, Stefan digs in a Cowboys uniform that, so that, that means to me, the clock is ticking a little bit for like next year and maybe beyond. Like that's where it's like, okay, like maybe this is something that will, could eventually happen Two, I, you know, I was listening to the Tim Graham's show about a week or so ago, and he had Jonah Bronson. What a trader. They you were another podcast. Yeah, I don't listen to your garbage unless I'm on it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I I, I don't even uh, listen to me on it either. Fair. But they were t- they were talking. They they were kind of they were harsh on Digs, where they were kind of I don't know. They were they were kind of stirring the pot a little bit. Like they they made one comment where like Digs talked about why Jefferson in Minnesota had a really good season. And he said, like, well, he had a good – Diggs said he had a really good season because he had an offensive coach. And then Jonah and Tim took it as, well, maybe he's doing – he's, like, pointing to, to Sean McDermott because he's a defensive coach, which I kind of did it. I was like, that seems like a really long-ass stretch. But, like, I respect Tim, and I don't think Tim throws shit out there just to throw it out there. And maybe he was. Maybe he was bored. And they were just really harsh on him to where about the unhappiness thing. A little bit. And then, like, you know, Mike Florio did his little piece, and he got dunked on by Bill's Twitter. And I, I, I saw, I saw like, I saw a couple people were like, well, he's not in the Bill's locker room. Like, what does he know? Which I'm just going to say this. Look, he's not in the Bill's locker room. There's been re- people who have 
who have been able to crack the Bills locker room. You know, Ty Dunn did it once when the 13 seconds when he does not in the locker room every freaking day. There's a there's always a chance. And and, and Furio's post was mostly like, hey, he, they can't do that deal anyway, which you just said, like they can't do it, which I think people didn't read the article. I think they saw that and they were like, let's dunk on this asshole. But if you read the article, primarily the article was like they can't trade him anyway, like because of that. But people want to dunk on him. But he maybe he's heard something from an agent. I'm just saying like an agent's going to leak stuff to him over leaking it to fucking whatever you're the bro beat, you know, there. That, so I just, I've just thrown it out there as like, it's not going to happen. He's not getting traded. We all know that it's probably blown out of proportion, but these are just, if you were to tell me, Joe, I want you this, we're in court and I have to present my case as to why this could be lead to a, a divorce way down the road. I would just bring those things up. Like I just caught a lot of shit did for me. I think fair. it's I think it's jerk. Look, it's it's all jerking it off or whatever in terms of it's not probably going to happen. But I just there's there's like there's weirdness in terms of like Graham bringing it up. Kind of was like why is he bringing this up? Like I don't think he has an axe to grind with him, you know. And and then like the the the, the brother thing, Trayvon Diggs, right? That's his brother. Is, is he's got is two brothers by the way in the NFL. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's got the plays for Seattle too. I don't see I don't see him being a Seattle Seahawk anytime soon. Just saying. yeah. Well, I think it's the Dallas one. Uh, that's it is. Like he's, it is yeah. True. So, yeah. but like, I could see them. Like, well, I mean, I wish I wish Stefan would tweet out them being in a freaking Bills uniform. I do that too. Be, you know, look, but look, go ahead. I was gonna say, let, let's end with this because the trade is a non that it's a non-starter. It's a non. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And, and that's not gonna here, happen. Here's the other thing too. And I hope people understand this. And I, God, I just, I want to say more. Just trust me, people watching or listening. I'm telling you this. Stefan Diggs is pissed off about some things. Stefan Diggs is not unhappy being a Buffalo Bill. Stefan Diggs does not, we were saying he's not going to get traded. I'm telling you, Stefan Diggs does not want to get traded. Stefan Diggs wants to play in Buffalo. Stefan Diggs wants to see some shit change. That's all I'm going to say. But, He's a wide receiver, and that's how all the top would you, wide receivers Would are. you say Ken Dorsey's, like, he better be better next year? Would you yes. say that? Okay. 100% yes. And Josh right. Allen. I'll tell you that, too. And him and Josh are best friends. But Josh has got, in certain situations, Josh has to get back to him more. It's just simply, look, Stephon Diggs has been here three years. Stephon Diggs has had the three single best seasons in the history of the Buffalo Bills, all three years. His worst season is better than anyone else's best season ever on this team. He likes it here. He's getting the ball plenty. He don't want to go nowhere else. He wants to win. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He, like many fans, is pissed off about 13 seconds. Him, like many fans, is pissed off that the Bills put up 10 points against the Bengals. He's also pissed that the defense shit the bed. He's pissed at himself to a certain extent. He's pissed off at his teammates. He's pissed off a little bit at himself. But I'm telling you now, I promise you this, Stefan Diggs does not want to get traded. He does not want to go play Dallas with his brother. Maybe maybe a couple of years down the road. Sure. Right now, no. Confident in telling you that. Very confident. If Dallas got Stefan Diggs this year, would they be better than the Bills? Yes. They're, they might be better than the Bills right now. They're certainly maybe that's be the better thing. Maybe he wants to go down. Like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not going to happen. Like you said, the he, cap. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Okay. He wants, the, he wants, he wants the, the Bills to be better in the playoffs. So do we. 
<laughs> I mean, as simple as that, man. They better they better make some moves uh, this offseason. They better not run it back. I'll say that right now. They better not run it back. No, they're not going to run it back. And we're, we'll find out real soon um, how close they're going to be to running it back when we see what happens with uh, Jermaine Evans over the next few weeks. But anyway, all right, that is going to do it. I got to get out of here. Thank you, Joe. At Buffalo Wins on Twitter, even though he's not on Twitter. And also, if you happen to be watching this, I should have said this at the beginning. Pat Smells Like Poop is his uh, display name for people who are watching this. But anyway, thank you uh, for doing the show, for being a great practice squad player. And uh, and I, I I guess I'll still call you an attraction, I guess. I'm not anymore. You've, you've, you've murdered it. I, I told <laughs> you I, did, I wanted to be on once a month. And now what's going to happen is Pat's not going to have me on until April, probably, to talk about WrestleMania or something like that. And and I'm going to be annoyed because, you know, this is <laughs> what I, I wasn't feeling this day this week. I was like, why am I going to come on here? I It's like I already talked last week, but I, I think we had we gave them a good show. We talked. We educated them about the media. We 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 had a little bit of a debate about Ed Oliver. You know, it's, it wasn't bad. I, I You know what? I, I, I appreciate you having me on. I felt I, le- I left it all on the field. And all that shit. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Joe. I will talk to uh, everyone. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Thank you for for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Next Tuesday, Joe Yurden, Aaron Quinn is back next Wednesday. And then next Thursday night, live from Imperial, as long as there's not another ice storm that knocks the power out all over the town. Damone Harris, Houston Texans, defensive end will be joining me live from Imperial. Talk to you guys soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.